welcome to a new edition of Seattle Sports Diaries. As you can see over on this side, we have a new host. Please welcome the infamous, the robot invader, or my bud Anthony from Arizona. Well, welcome to Seattle Sports Diaries, bro. What is going on, guys? How are y'all doing? Oh, I'm doing. Uh, uh, y'all, y'all. Do you see scary people here? I'm in Arizona. We have to say y'all. Really? Do you still have to say y'all? You should be surprised I'm not wearing a bolo tie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, dude, I'm so happy you could actually be the new co-host here on the podcast as he is doing the basic bitch drink. He's drinking White Claws. He's got the White Claws. I got something called Dragon's Milk. If anybody has <laughs> – look at this guy. <laughs> well, he's got the Jameson. I love it. Some Irish whiskey into the mix of the, of the White Claw, the basic white bitch drink with a little bit of manly man. A little bit of man. Uh, so real quickly, I, I want to give a quick shout out to this brewery. It's uh, the New Holland's, New Holland Brewery Company, Dragon's Milk. If anyone has not had this, I would recommend that you actually uh, have some. It is freaking delicious. It's so yummy. No uh, dragons actually, were harmed in the making of it. No dragons were harmed in the making of it. Um, yeah. But like... All of our hosts and co-hosts do. We got to play some million dollars, but. And uh, by the way, um, this is going to be an interesting one. So a million dollars, and it's a big juicy butt. It's a big, big juicy, juicy butt. Big juicy butt. Uh, okay. Whenever you're running late, whenever you're running late, your next pee or poop. Can only happen while someone is chasing you. <laughs> oh, so um, I'm going to say this. I'm going to go ahead and say this right off the bat. I'm going to take this. I'm going to do this because I am actually never late. I'm never late. So whenever you're running late, you have to. What what is it when someone's chasing you? You have so to. So the next time you take a whiz or you take a crap, someone's okay. chasing you while you do it. While you do it. Okay, I've gone camping before. Shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna take it huh yeah i mean for a million bucks i'd shit myself <laughs> or piss yourself as well that's the, that's the easiest million million dollars anyone can make in the world yeah yeah definitely all right so and one more one more round and then we got to get to some sports all right all right let's do it all right a million dollars but it's a big juicy one um Every time you hear someone speak with an accent. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm already doing it. So so what is it? So a million, dollars, someone... a million dollars, but every time you hear, every time you hear someone speak with an accent, you orgasm. <laughs> well, I mean, I already do orgasm when I hear British accents, so why not? <laughs> Bro, I couldn't watch Star Wars without fucking <laughs> 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 shout out Daisy Ridley. Oh my god. See, this is this is this is even better. This is just this is too awesome. Oh shit, dude. Uh, I think it just came in my pants. Okay, okay. Enough, <laughs> enough of this. We gotta clean it up. We gotta clean it up. Right, just clean it up. We're, yeah. we're going we're going full bar stool now. All right, all right, all right. But uh, let's go ahead. And talk some, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk some sports because uh, we got a really cool guest coming here on the show in about 15 minutes. Braylon Green 
who is actually a two-star athlete, a two or two-sport athlete, is getting offers from different places. He actually just recently got an offer to play at the uh, Washington State University for both football and baseball. He'll be joining us here in a little bit, but as of right now, we got to talk some baseball because right now the Mariners are unbelievably hot. Yeah, I, I mean, coming off now. Uh, a sweep of the Rays, a four-game sweep of the Rays in which they uh, walked it off three times. Uh, you, you split the series with the Rockies. You go to Chicago. You beat the White Sox two out of three. You go to Buffalo. You beat the Blue Jays two out of three. Yeah, and they've had I some mean, decent competition uh, minus the Rockies. But yeah, yeah minus the Rockies, got, of course. the White Sox, you've got the Blue Jays, and their offense, especially – against the Blue Jays the last two games seems to have woken up, you know? Yeah. And, and today was really uh, awesome to see because we saw Yusei Kikuchi who I think Yusei Kikuchi this year is an all-star. I want to say Mm -hmm. he's an all-star this year. Um, But we saw Yusei Kikuchi go seven innings, seven innings. And this is something that we didn't see from Yusei Kikuchi in those, what was it? First two seasons. Yeah, very hit or, very hit or miss, and now he's being he's showing more signs of cons- consistency, which is great. Yeah, he he really is, and he did so he did something so smart that I just want to say that I believe that Yusei does deserve the All Star game because of this. He kept the Blue Jays on the ground. He did not make mistakes with this Blue Jays team. He made one mistake to Marcus Simeon. He was done after that. He was put. He was making sure they put the ball on the ground. And yeah, with a with an offense like that, keeping the ball on the ground very key, very key. You don't want to get the ball in the air because chances are they're hitting it they, hard off the bat. Yeah, I mean most of the, most of the time when the Blue Jays, if they hit the ball in the air, especially like Vladimir Guerrero or or Lotus Curiel Jr. or you know mm-hmm. just it doesn't matter. It, you know most of the time if if the Blue Jay, if any Blue Jay hits it in the air, it's going to go over the fence. Mm-hmm. Which I want to make a comment on that. Uh, George Springer last night, hard hit line drive to left field, and we all know what happened. Rule to hit could be an error. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm talking about, right? I do know what you're talking about. Um, missile, absolute missile, and that's what they are. They're a missile show. Everything they hit, hard. Definitely. Um, also, last night, Justice Sheffield making the start for the Mariners. Uh, unfortunately, going four innings during 96 pitches. Now, I, uh, the the my my previous co-host David he he's really high he was really high on Justice Sheffield. I also wanted to to keep that faith in Justice Sheffield, but I think after this start, I'm just losing faith in him because it seems like he is not really. Oh, and there's a phone. There's there's a phone <laughs> ringing in the back. Anyway, seems like Justice Sheffield is just not pitching to what his expectations are. He's not. He's and he's missing in bad spots. Is that as well? Yeah. Um. He just, you know, needs to find his rhythm. He needs to get into a rhythm and and figure out where to hit spots location wise. Because it's all about his stuff. He just needs to find his stuff, find the location, find where where works best for for against hitters. And and right now it's not it's not working. No. No, it's not working. Um. Let's go ahead and pull this up real quick. So, so Justice Sheffield yesterday, uh, 
He came away with a no decision. Mariners, though, walked away with a 9-7 to win. 9-7. to Close game, yeah. innings. Very In close game. innings, uh, thanks to Dylan Moore's three-run shot. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kendall Grayman getting the win in that one. He is now 2-0. and oh. uh, Kendall Grayman's really been the guy in the bullpen that you really can rely on. But uh, Drew Steckenrider coming in, uh, he, he allowed one run. That was it. Uh, was able to get the save again. But I want to talk about the guy that's coming that, – that was the second guy out of the bullpen for the Mariners, Paul Seawald. Mm -hmm. This dude, first of all, when you can imitate Trevor Bauer taking your sword and putting it into the staff, you're automatically on GOAT status right there. <laughs> um, Paul, Seawald, Paul Seawald has been such – this is a guy that nobody wanted. Yeah, I, I want to make that clear. This is somebody that nobody wanted. The Mariners decide we're going to give you a chance. And all Paul Seawald has done has made every – every time he comes into a game, he makes – he just absolutely blows your mind, and he gives everything because he's like, this is a team that believes in me, and I want to say that maybe Paul Seawald is possibly a future closer for this team. Yeah. Definitely shown consistency. A um, little bit of a shaky outing today, but he was able to figure it out. Definitely, yeah. he he was able to get it done, and um, yeah, Mariners came away with a win. Definitely, uh, another guy that I want to talk about, uh, J.P. Crawford. Uh, what can can we just keep? Just I, I don't think that we can say enough about this guy because I want to pull this up. So, uh, 2019. 226 average. Last season, mm -hmm. a 255 average. Not pretty decent batting average. Decent. 255. You're not yeah. going to complain about a 255 batting average. You're starting to see that more and more. 250 is starting to be the norm nowadays, especially with a lot more home runs being hit. Um, definitely, yeah. Not nothing, nothing to complain about, especially coming off of what? What did you say? 224 the prior season. Uh, 226. 226. Yeah. So, but then, but then you skip to, to 2021. Mm -hmm. um, he comes out of the gate. He's hitting horrible. He, mm -hmm. he was not hitting well after the first month of April. And then what does he say? He says, oh, it was my bats. It, yep. it, it was a bats. It was a bat issue. And I'm not even going to lie. This is coming from a former – this is coming from someone who did play baseball. Mm -hmm. I think that is, a, that is a valid explanation of why you struggle because your yeah. bat is, you know, possibly what a half ounce too heavy. Yeah, you're not getting that bat, you're not getting that contact that you want. He switches to lighter bats, mm -hmm. and what has he done? He's batting two eighty six. Definitely Maybe more bat speed. He's got more bat Maybe. speed and the ability to put the bat on the ball a little more effectively. So JP that could have been the change. Yeah, JP Crawford to me. So if I'm going to give out, if I'm going to say, or going to say who should represent the Mariners at the all-star game. I say J.P. Crawford and Yusei Kikuchi. Those have been your two mainstay guys, I want to say. And people are going to say, oh, why not give Mitch Hanniger, uh the, the, the all-star? Well, let, let me – I'll say this. Look, Mitch Hanniger is hitting 18 home runs. Mm -hmm. he's, bat, he's batting not even 260. I'm not going to give an all-star – I don't. I'm not going to go ahead and say Mitch Hanniger is an All Star because the Mariners make him look too good. If he was on any other team, he would not be. He, I think he probably would not be starting consistently on any other team. 
Yes, on any other team. Okay. Um, he's, I'd say, pretty consistent. 258 batting average with, what, 18 home runs right now, 78 hits, and, what, 47 RBIs. I think that's pretty decent. I think that deserves an all-star appearance. What do you think? I mean, look, I mean, Hanniger was hitting r really well at the, you know, uh, before this, uh, I think last month began, he really started to see that he, he started slumping. He has started to slump. He has picked it up. He collected, you know, a hit yesterday. It was a home run, collected two RBIs. And I think what two hit an extra two hits today. Let me go ahead and look this up. Uh, yeah, an extra two hits. So he's batting 261. I wanted that. That's what I want to see. That is, mm -hmm. that, that's the thing that I want to see from a lot of Mariner hitters. Um, I'll give you a good example. Jake Fraley. And, and I cannot say this enough about Jake Fraley. I bashed the shit. Okay? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm going to say this right now. I'm, I'm going to apologize. I <laughs> bashed the ever-loving shit out of Jake Fraley. What has he done since getting called back up from Tacoma? He has raped Jake Fraley has raked in this Mariners. Uh, he's batting 256 right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not bad. That's not bad considering to where he was when he went on the when he went on the IL. So definitely picking it back up. He got a he had a home run today, if I'm not mistaken, correct? He did. He did Another get a home run, run today. Yeah. Uh, him and Shed Long got a home run. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, but but again, it, it was. Jake Fraley has turned out to be a really good hitter. Um, and what I mean by that is, I, I look, his batting average does not say it. it. It doesn't say that he's a good hitter, you know, 256. But if you look at his at-bats, he's a very valuable hitter. Because uh, this is the key that I want to bring up. If this stupid thing will load. Here we go. So uh, Fraley right now batting 256. This is the stat that I think people need to talk about. A 439 on base percentage. A 439 on base percentage. He, his on base percentage is almost 200 points higher than his batting average. And, you know, imagine if Jake Fraley would have started hitting at the beginning of the season and walking at the same rate. We could possibly see Jake Fraley hitting between, you know, 270, 280, and still with that high on base percentage. But Jake Fraley has become a very valuable player for the Mariners right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, can I talk uh, real quickly? We had mentioned him before, Dylan Moore. Dylan Moore, the last, what, what two nights ago, he he was showing real real good plate vision, real good uh, contact. Not today. When to not, today. Not, not today. Not today, but he was putting together some real good at-bats. Um, and, and I actually kind of wanted to talk to – yeah, I kind of – I really did want to get into this. So mm -hmm. this upcoming season, the Mariners – Jared Apoto has actually said – he has actually said that the Mariners are going to go out this season and mm -hmm. spend money. They're going to go get those big bats. They're going to go get those free agents that they need. And if I'm looking at the Mariners right now, the positions that you need to upgrade are third base and second base. I don't seconds. think I, oh. I I don't think I don't think Shed Long is that guy that is going to be your future second baseman. I don't think Dylan Moore is that future second baseman. But before anybody says anything, I think Dylan Moore 
has a great opportunity to become a great utility player for this mm-hmm. ball club. Where, where you can because, move him around anywhere, yep. Yeah, you can play him anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to give Kyle Lewis a day off, if you want to give Mitch Hanager a day off, anywhere in the outfield, he can play. I mean, I'll give you a good example. A couple of years ago when I went to the final game uh, for Felix Hernandez's start for the Mariners, he made one of the most incredible goddamn catches I've ever seen in left field. Mm-hmm. This is coming from someone who watched Ken Griffey Jr. in his yeah. prime in the kingdom. And I still say that Dylan Moore's catch that I saw is probably one of the top five catches I've ever seen that he made in that start with Felix. Dylan Moore is a very, very unique player. And the Mariners have to look at him not as, you know, oh, this could be our potential, you know, second baseman for the for the future. No, this is a guy who you need to look at as a potential future utility player. Definitely. Almost, almost at, like a almost a Kike Hernandez. Yeah, exactly. Hernandez. You have to Definitely. look at it like that. You, you everyone has got to look at it like that because mm-hmm. and we have our, our guy Braylon Green here right, waiting. We'll bring him on here in a couple of seconds. But uh, I did want to bring this up. So a friend of mine tweeted out that Carlos Correa is out there. Uh, okay, I love this comment. I love mm-hmm. this comment right here. Bloomquist 2.0. That is a fantastic. An absolutely fantastic comparison. That would be a great outcome for for Dylan Moore to be some someone of that caliber. Yeah, no, because Willie Bloomquist, in my opinion, was one of the greatest utility players the Mariners have ever had, and I think he does have that potential. He really does have that potential. And so, getting back to what I was just saying, so looking at the shortstops that are on the free agent market this year. We have Carlos Correa, we have Trevor Story, Javi Baez, Corey Seager. We have four guys out on the market. Mm-hmm. Now, I look at it this way. Carlos Correa is going to possibly demand between the $17 and $20 million a year type of contract. Um, I don't – I want to say I don't feel quite comfortable throwing that much money on. If, if it is for the right price, go get him. And you could possibly make him that third baseman to replace Kyle Seager because Kyle Seager's not coming back. Yeah, and definitely. For second base, I say you you take J.P. I don't know if you do take J.P. Crawford from the shortstop position to second base, but whoever you do also want to sign, I want to say the Mariners should go out and pick up Javi Baez because Javi Baez is not having the best season of his career. You mm-hmm. possibly could get him on the cheap. You could probably get him cheap. His value he, does go down definitely from a year like this. But if he's able to pick it up, you never know. We still have half a season to go. You know what I mean? Um, that, is, that is true. But 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 hypothetically speaking, let's say the Mariners mm-hmm. go out, get Carlos Correa, put him on the third base, put him at third base, mm-hmm. and let's say the Mariners want to spend just some extra money, and they go out and get a guy like Javi Baez or Trevor Story, mm-hmm. and switch that, and either switch Crawford to second base and put the put the signing guy right there at shortstop. I mean or or do the reverse. Put the guy that you got that you signed at shortstop and put him at second base. I mean, is that a good idea? It would be. The only problem I see with it is um that a couple of, you know, we've got a couple of decent shortstops. The only issue I see is that they're most likely going to be looking for money and uh contenders and the issue with the Mariners is although um 
you had mentioned they're looking to spend money. I don't, I don't quite see, you know, them being competition or being in a competitive mind state uh, this early on. They still have some development to do, um, and that could be the real issue with them getting one of the main shortstop stars in the offseason. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's go ahead and bring in our guest, Braylon Green. Braylon, what's going on, bro? Oh, man, nothing much, man. You know, blessed to be in this position that I'm in. Definitely, man. And, and real quickly, so you mentioned earlier that this is your second podcast that you're doing. Yeah. So I have to ask, who was the one that beat us out? Uh, it was Podcast 39. Yeah, Podcast, podcast 39. 39. Okay. Yeah. So, so Braylon, before we begin anything, I wanted to show you these because – I know since you're going to be playing ball, you might want to get this. So um, I don't know if you ever heard of them. Uh, Stadium Custom Cleats? Uh, yeah, I have. I actually have. I've, I've heard okay, so get a load of these beauties, man. Ooh, yeah, I like them. I like those are clean. Those, those are clean. Are Mariner colors, man. Mariner colors. That's what I want to say. Mariner colors. Yeah. So, um, if you're, so Braylon here uh, just did receive an offer to the uh, Washington University. He is actually the first guy who actually has worn – uh, wazoo colors to be on this show, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Braylon, tell us uh, if you ever do play baseball, though, I recommend you go get some stadium custom cleats if yeah, you ever want to. But um, let's go ahead and talk about this, man. Uh, you're you're basically a Shohei Otani uh, type of type of type of uh, you know student athlete. You, you can play two sports, but really, uh, I I think. Uh, even Anthony will agree with me, dude. You're freaking Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson. You're playing football. <laughs> you're playing baseball at the same time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm not them guys, you know. Obviously, they're the Hall of Famers and all, but uh, you know that's the footsteps that I'm trying to, you know. I want to. I want to be like them guys, man. They, they people that I, I look up a lot to. Um, you know, just seeing everything in their game. You know, try to take little things out of their game and you know try to add it in both sides. You know, football and baseball. Awesome, awesome. Mm -hmm. Now, what may I ask you? What sport do you prefer? What sport do you have the most fun with? Man, I get that. I get that a lot. Uh, yeah. honestly, uh, I enjoy playing both. You know, it's yeah. gonna be hard at the college level. You know, try to do what I'm doing, but I love. You know, just how I love baseball. That's the same love I have for football. Mm -hmm. There you go. So, um, so Braylon, uh, I, I do have to ask you this. So, uh, Washington State. Uh, gave you the offer. Uh, how many other schools have given you, you know, the two-sport offer? Uh, I've gotten multiple offers. Uh, I have one from uh, Liberty, Tulane, Auburn, Mississippi State, Arkansas. Uh, let me see. Let me think. Uh, Grammy <laughs> University. Uh, let me see. Uh, I have. I have. Most of my offers are, are two-sport uh, offers. So. Yeah. Well, well, you just awesome. well, you just mentioned Mississippi State, so uh, Wazoo is officially off the table. You're gonna go. You're gonna go to the school that just won the national championship. For God's sake, I know you are. <laughs> but um, uh, so so here's a really interesting question for you. So the NCAA, uh, I want to say, kind of did NC State wrong. Yeah. They they really so so real quickly, Braylon. This is this is uncensored, mm -hmm. but I want to say the NCAA. Completely fucked over uh, NC State. Yeah, no, I definitely agree, man. The, the, the amount of work that they put in to get in that position, you know, especially seniors, man, that'd be the last ride that they have. Uh, I think that that's definitely wrong. And then I saw a little meme where they had Trevor Lawrence uh, on the sideline with his guys, and he had COVID, and it seemed like that wasn't a problem. But you, they take a picture in front of the, you know, a place that you know you don't get that chance to go to often, and you know they get penalized for that for having a great time. 
and I think that's totally wrong. Yeah, um, you know, so I mean, uh, have you actually been to Mississippi State yet? Have you actually gone and visited yet? No, I haven't gone and visited, but I've been there before. Okay, so I mean, take us through this. Like, I I, I want to say this. So we're just going to talk some some college baseball here, real quick. Of course. So. Vandy, the powerhouse, the the so-called favorite, Nike's yes. favorite, um, with with Kumar and and Jack Leiter, the 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 favorites again. NC State getting screwed over. Is it is it just me or was it poetic justice that Mississippi State just absolutely destroyed? They, yeah, they just killed them. They killed them. Was it? In my opinion, that's poetic justice right there. Yeah, man, I think, you know, what goes around comes around, as they say, man. Uh, <laughs> guys, they honestly, uh, I used to be a Vandy fan also, but, man, they, they, I feel like they didn't earn their spot, you know, yeah, how they were supposed to. You know, you always got to win the, the last game. I mean, that's the most important game. Uh, they didn't get that chance to, you know, NC State didn't get the chance to earn it. And I don't think Vandy, you know, deserves to earn it, you know, uh, coming from a competitive standpoint. Uh, and I think, you know, the name of the game came back around and you got the results. <laughs> Uh, Anthony, you got anything to ask Braylon real quick? Um, actually, now dual sport athlete, uh, do you find at times that you struggle to, you know, stay consistent, being that you're playing both sports and keep, you know, staying top shape and and you know both seasons? Um, do you find that there are times where you're just worn out, or is it you know something that you love that it, it, it's not on the top of your mind that? No, nah, I about. mean, honestly, for me, I take care of my body pretty well. I think that's the main yeah. thing. And also time management, because time management, playing two sports, that'll be a big thing for me. But I don't think it's, you know, too hard for me. Um, I'm always, you know, mornings, I'm football, nighttime, mm -hmm. 8, 9 o'clock. And from there till 12, I'm putting in my work, uh, yeah. you know, to make sure that I'm on top of both. And it's yeah. all about staying a consistent schedule, keeping it consistent. Right. Yeah, okay. and then you have to also add in academics, because academics plays a big part in that, too. So in between Definitely. that, uh, you know, I got to get my studies in. Definitely. Yeah, and speaking of studies, man, so, uh, or actually, uh, before I talk about studies, so it just came out that NCAA athletes are now going to be paid. Mm -hmm. They're starting to get, they're, they're going to get paid. Now, I do have to ask you this, Braylon. Um, you're going to be getting paid. Yeah. So are, are you going to be, are you going to be very smart with your money? I, 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 I don't mean to pry real quick, but I do have to ask you this because I know a lot of student athletes, when they get their checks, they're thinking, oh, I got to go get the best Jordans. I got to go get the best sneakers. I got to go get this. But they're not thinking – they're not thinking prioritize. They're not thinking, like, to prioritize their money because, it, you know, the sport is not – it's not a guarantee that you're going to make it into the NFL. It's not a guarantee that you're going to make it into the MLB as well. Right. So, for me – and I'm not just saying this because I'm on the podcast, but I want to invest in my money, like, if somebody was to – you know, uh, if I want, if somebody wants me to promote that stuff, I think I'm going to take that money and invest in it because uh, later down the line, I'm going to definitely, you know, have some money in my pocket that I could use to, let's say I want to be an entrepreneur. Uh, mm -hmm. I can start a business of my own that I'm, you know, majoring in. Uh, and I think that's the main thing for me, uh, you know, with the players getting paid. I also have a lot of questions about that because, uh, mm -hmm. like, how are you going to get kids to promote if they're at practice 24-7, especially mm -hmm. with a football schedule, hectic schedule. Uh, I just want to have questions, you know, how, how will you have time to, you know, fly guys out here? And also branding. Let's say Nike wants to go after a kid with Under Armour. How is that going to work out if they can't wear your, your gear? Like, 
it's a lot of mm-hmm. questions also with that, but it's also a good thing for athletes. It's a great thing for athletes, man. Uh, you have a lot of kids, you know, come from families, you know, rundown families, uh, you know, just putting money in their pocket, man. Uh, I think that's a big thing, you know, for a lot of athletes. And I, I think it's a good decision, but I think we also have to see the, you know, also talk about the bad part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so real quickly, uh, should uh, the NCAA give uh, Reggie Bush's Heisman back? <laughs> Oh, definitely, man. That man, that man. Man, that man earned that, man. That, that that's something that a lot of people can't say, regardless of who it is. It could be one of the Hall of Famers in the NFL. That's that's something that you you know I would definitely want back, man. I think if other people should you know want him to have it back, regardless if you're a Texas fan, Orange <laughs> fan, Washington fan, anything, man. Just to see him on the field, the do see what he did whenever he was at USC, man. I, that's something special that you know we don't get to see. That's that's generational talent. Uh, so growing up here in the central, uh, where where in the central are you actually growing up in, man? Uh, I grew up in Opelousas, Louisiana, a small town about forty-five minutes away from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. There you go. Oh dang, man! You're de- you're in good country, man. You're yeah, in, you're in that, oh, yeah. dude, man. You you actually eat that good food. Oh, trust me, ain't nothing like down south food. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, uh, so real quickly, uh, I do have to ask you this. Are, uh, are you a big collector with like baseball hats? Uh, honestly, not really. I usually no, really? just keep, I usually just the ones I have for summer ball, I usually just take that. I don't really wear hats no more. I, I like snapback hats so I can wear them backwards, like, like how you have it. I, I usually do that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, I gotta show you this real quick. I, I, I always love showing this off, but I want to show you. So I'm a huge Mariner fan, by the way. I'm a huge Mariner fan. I actually have some of my favorites back there. Uh This one is actually my favorite Mariners hat of all time. Oh, yeah. Um, That's always a clean one. So non-Mariners hat. This this, or non-Mariners hat, this one always brings a lot of controversy, but it's Mm -hmm. a patched hat. But it's the uh, 1997 World Series patched hat. Cleveland Indians hat. With the Indians. Yeah, that's always yeah. a classic there, man. With mm-hmm. Chief especially, yeah. with the, especially with the with the decal on the side of it, you can't get no better than that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I so, like that one. So with your visit here to Wazoo, man, uh, how was it? I mean, just did they treat you right? Did, did you like the campus? But Or were you just saying, man, this is just – this is one – uh redneck community yeah <laughs> yeah man so when i well before the visit i was like man i'm going to pullman washington i'm like man, where in the world is pullman washington so you know i'm like okay you know it's gonna be a regular visit you know uh got up there you know i see hills i'm like okay you know it's a little different from what i, what I usually see you know hills everywhere uh nice view uh, you know, talking to the coaches, I've been having a great relationship with the coaches. Coaches since I since I got the offer, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I love them guys. Uh, got to the campus, and I'm like, okay, yeah, it's a nice, very nice campus, man. So then I start to tour everything, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm falling in love. I love it. I love it, man. And uh, just you know, seeing the guys that they have, hanging out with the guys, the players, man, they made me feel like I was at home, man. Uh, the coaches treat me like how I wanted to be treated. Uh, my family loved it. Uh, even though, you know, it's 32-hour drive from home. But uh, <laughs> man, no. they loved it, man. Uh, honestly, it was one of my favorite places I've been. Uh, you know, just from the academics to the athletics to the coaches. Nope, we kind of lost it. So, uh, man. There we go. Y'all can see me? There we go. There we go. So, man, uh, where was I? Where was I? Academics. Talking about Wazoo. Yeah, Wazoo. Yeah, so. Uh, academics to athletics to coaches, man. I loved it, man. Uh, 
honestly wasn't expecting what they gave me, man. Uh, they treated me like I was at home. Uh, it was everything that I really wanted, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All hospitality. Yep, definitely. No, definitely, man. They, so, they, they, you know, it's not like the south. It's not like the southern food, but you know, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't too bad. You can't well, leave the kind of, food, yeah. something like that Wazoo might actually have your heart, man. Oh, yeah, man. They definitely one of my top schools, man. Definitely. Well, well, here's the thing. All I will have to say is if, if – so I know you have an offer to Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. I do have to say this. So the coach, Mike Leach there, mm -hmm. for the love of God, please don't go. Go to Wazoo. <laughs> please do not play for that guy. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> no, because Mike Leach used to coach – at Wazoo, yeah, he, wanted to go, yeah. he wanted to go to the SEC to win. Uh, yeah, with Mississippi State, good luck. It happens. Once you want to hit that SEC, kind of, it's different. I'm telling you, it's different. <laughs> it's very different. Yeah, but, but I will say this, though. I mean, now that Mississippi State has won the national title, does that, does that actually give you a little bit more uh, intriguing idea about Mississippi State when you go visit them for baseball? Oh, no, definitely not, man. Uh, I'm going to a place where I feel comfortable. I think that's the main thing. Uh, honestly, you know, they might not win another – because that was their first championship. So they might not ever win, a, a, you know, another championship in a long time. And, I, I mean, I hope they do. But uh, I'm going for a place that's best for me. Uh, I'm not logo chasing at all. I want to feel comfortable where I'm going, man. Uh, I think that's the main thing for me. And you also have to look at the academic side. Uh place that has great academics, I think that's a, one thing that I'm definitely harping on in my decision, man, but definitely that doesn't change my decision at all where I want to go. I'm not local chasing at all. You say academics and I love Braylon. I, I really do have to say this. I love that you keep saying academics because that's telling me that, you know, you're not focused on sports. You're focused, not just on sports. You're focused on getting that degree. You mm. are focused on getting that. That's right. not something that we see a lot in, in, uh, student athletes most most of the time you do see student athletes say oh i'm i'm going to i'm going to college so i can get into the nfl i'm going to college so i can get into the mlb i'm going to college to do this but not a lot of times do we hear guys say academics yes. academics academics and i again this is this is something that i love because to hear you say that you are looking at the academics is telling me right now you're one smart friggin' kid. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 I'm going to give you that right now. Yeah. You're, you're a smart kid, and I love the fact that you keep saying academics because it's not something that we hear a lot from student athletes. Right. I think, and I think the biggest thing for me, man, is at the end of the day, regardless if you're 20, 40, sports is going to end eventually. Mm -hmm. man. So yeah. I always say, my parents always talk to me, man, have a plan B. Uh, mm -hmm. And I want to major in either biology or sports medicine, so I'm definitely, you know, pursuing academics as well, man. It's not just about football and baseball, man, because at some point, like I said, it's going to end. So just making sure that I'm doing my stuff in the classroom, man, that's all that really matters. Definitely. So either way, your your passion is sports, either either um, being an athlete or participating in the um, behind the scenes of it. Right, yeah, medical okay. field, man. That, I definitely always want to be around sports. I mean – we mm -hmm. all love sports let's be honest sports mm -hmm. is you know uh, the heart of the country if you ask me man sports Definitely. drives everybody to you know come as a unit man and i think that's one thing i always want to be surrounded by okay yeah definitely Definitely, man um so uh so i so i do have to ask you this so football and baseball who are you two icons that you looked up to growing up in both of those sports because because 
it, it just it doesn't have to it it doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure out that it had to be two guys that led you to these two sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I think um, football wise, I was a running back growing up, so I'd say Barry Sanders is really you know the person I was like, oh, I don't be like him, right? Yeah, the Barry Sanders and baseball, the greatest yeah, running man. back of all time. There you go, exactly. And then baseball, uh, I was a huge Robinson Cano fan growing up. Uh, you know, Robbie. sweet, dusty, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, man. So those two guys, they really, you know, people that I looked up to growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that you do look up to Robinson Cano, and uh, you know, he 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 has had some issues with with steroids these past yeah. years. It's tanked his career a little bit, but you know, I, I again, I'm a Mariners fan. I, I still love Robbie to death because he he was such a great uh, talent that did come to this uh, city, played played the sport for a little bit. But I do have to ask you this, man. Um, I, I, what was it about Robbie that, that that just be that just said, man, that is the best player that I've ever seen? Yeah, so I think when I was growing up, I I was the guy, you know, I'm critiquing swings and all mm-hmm. that, and I think that's one thing that I noticed about him. I mean, you could just not even just looking at the, you know, the details in his swing, just looking at him swing the bat is is crazy how effortless smooth like butter. That is man. So, yeah. you know, I start diving in, just trying to take things out of his game, you know, try to add into my games and also taking stuff out of other people's game and putting it all together to try to make the best athlete mm-hmm. I can be possible. Are you a lefty? Yeah, I'm a lefty. I'm a lefty, okay. lefty. Throw lefty, okay. hit lefty. So There you go. Yeah. There we go. There we go. We're going to be – so I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. So you've been preaching about academics. Again, I love that, Braylon. I really do love that. So – and – the way you are, the way that you're just talking about Washington State, I just, I have a feeling that we're going to see the day that you commit. I'm going to say you're going to commit to to Washington State. It's just because of how much you do talk about them and their academics. Yeah, man. Uh, we shall see, you, bro. That's I, a I, lot I, of people. Yeah, you don't want to give anything out right now. No, don't want to give not, anything man. out right now. No, of course not. But look, we're gonna see. Uh, it's coming up very soon. I'll be coming very soon, man. Uh, you know, I'm trying to make the best decision possible. So, you know, I'm trying to take my time with it, but not also mm-hmm. not take too long, but, you know, just going over with my family and try to make this the best decision. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. So, uh, Braylon, I will say this. If you commit to Wazoo and you come out here, man, uh, first of all, Mariner game is on me. Okay. There, there's a Mariner game that's going to be on me. I, I will take you to the Mariner game. Uh, or... If you want to come down to Arizona where Anthony is, I'll go down there to spring training. We'll get we'll get you in there for a game. It's on us. It's on the Seattle Sports Diaries team, man. Hey, I'm down. Hey, you got it. if it's on you, man, you know I'm always down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, I already I see this is another thing I love about you, Brandon. He's like, if it's on you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it real, right? Hey, I mean Three ninety nine. It don't get no better than that. No. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's just like if you're gonna get offered a beer, I mean, don't say no. <laughs> well, first we gotta keep in consideration his age. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, come on, Mike. We gotta we got we gotta keep in consideration. Yeah, that's true. So before we get you off here, man, first of all, Braylon, dude, thank you so much for actually coming on the show, yeah, of man. Of course, man. It's always an honor to be on here, man. I want to thank you guys for reaching out to me, man. Definitely. I uh, know, no pro, no problem, man. So. We have a game that we play here on the show. It is called a million dollars butt. So what it is, it is a game that gives you a situation where you get a million dollars. 
But then it's a it's a crazy scenario that happens when you get the million dollars. And the and the key to the game is you have to discuss why you won't take the million dollars or why you will take it. Okay. All right. So you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So a million dollars. But and uh, Anthony knows about this. It's a big juicy butt. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get okay. I can't take credit for that. That's my former co-host joke. He always made that joke, but so yeah. I'm I'm officially uh, saying it all the time. All right, so million dollars. But anytime you watch a movie for the first time, a rhino charges out of the nearest bush straight at you. Uh, first of all, I'm gonna say I ain't taking it. Because I, I really don't want a rhino charging at me. Listen, yeah, I'm not, I'm not with the rhino, man. <laughs> <laughs> the rhinos, yeah, I'm not taking that, Mary. I ain't allowed Ma- to. Might I add, if I'm watching a movie, I'm going to be indoors. Where, Where's That's the nearest bush? Yeah, where's I'm the nearest gonna, bush? <laughs> where's the nearest <laughs> bush? The hills of Washington will be watching this movie. Uh, yeah, the hills yeah, of Washington. Yeah, I don't Washington. think I'm, I'm not. I can't take that one. I can't take that one. Nah. Okay. So uh, uh, let me go ahead and get one more here. I want to get a really good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I want. Yeah, I want. I want. I really want a good one. I got a good scenario for you. I got a good sure. scenario for you. So, okay. So here's a good one. All right. So a million dollars, but big juicy one. Big juicy one. <laughs> um, every time you send an email, an overzealous SWAT team shows up to your exact. Shows up to extract you from your current location. So the question is, you get a million dollars, but every time you send an email, I want to say that it's every time you get to send the email, you get a million dollars. An overzealous SWAT team just shows up and just takes you away from your current location. Um, I want to say I'm going to take that. Yeah, I'm going to take yeah. that million dollars. Yeah, I'm gonna take the million. I mean, shoot, you can take me forever as long as I'm not doing what I'm not supposed to be doing. I'm hey, gonna... well, as long yeah. as you don't put the black bag over my head, I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, shoot, as long as you ain't killing me, I mean, I'm fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll take, I'll take it too. The only place I'm sending emails is at work, so take me out of there, yeah, please. Yeah, you can take me. Hey, just... hey, exactly. <laughs> you, can, you can take me for however long you want to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely. Um, so Braylon, I will say this though: uh, if you do commit to Wazoo. Um, just be prepared to lose a, as many apple cups as you can uh, with football. Uh, <laughs> you, you <get> to... <laughs> oh my god! I had to say that. Come oh on, really? God. You you should have seen that one coming. Oh my god! Bro. But um, I will say this though, Braylon. Um, I wish you the best of luck. Anthony wishes you the best of luck here in the recruiting process. Uh, here, hopefully, we do hear that you. Uh, hopefully commit here to Washington State. I would love to have you back here on the podcast when you do commit. Um, and, yeah, man, dude, thanks so much for being on the oh, show tonight. Of course, man, of course. Yeah, yeah and by the way, you guys, like you said, I do – I will say this. So, again, as a Husky fan, and you, and if you do commit to Wazoo, I wish you the best of luck in the yeah. Apple Cup, but I don't see you winning any. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, I, and y'all just picked up a DB, man, uh, Bookie. We yeah, yeah rubs, we did, we did yeah, just pick him up. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, some guys. yeah, because, I mean, Jimmy Lake, he doesn't like losing Apple Cups, man. I would hope not, man. I hope not. That, so, so I'm just saying, man, uh, just if you're going to commit to Wazoo, uh, you can win the Apple Cup in baseball, but just be prepared to never win an Apple just, Cup in football. Just look, just look, though. 
if I commit over there, just know we got dogs coming too now. All right, yeah. all right, man. All right, yeah. I'm gonna, all right. I'm gonna. Uh, how about this, man? If you do commit to Wazoo, I'll say this. Uh, I will. I've never been out there myself. I will personally drive out to Pullman, and we'll do it. We'll do an interview right there, right there. Yeah, and you gotta wear. You gotta wear. Uh, let me see. Make him wear a onesie. I need spandex, no shirt. Oh. <laughs> yes. yes. See, I just gave him incentive now to go to to, to go to yes. Wazoo. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. It. So, if you commit to Wazoo, I'll go out there wear spandex. <laughs> we'll do the interview, man. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. All right, Braylon. Hey, you have a wonderful evening, man. Uh, like I said, wish you the best of luck in the rest of the recruitment process. Have fun in your visits to the rest of the schools that you're going to, man. Yes, sir. Enjoy the Yes, sir. Braylon Green, everybody. And uh, Anthony, I'm going to say this. Uh, I really don't want to go to Pullman and Spandex. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who knows? Anything can happen. Who knows? I, I, want, I, want to see, I want to see you in Spandex. That's just me. I, <laughs> personally, like... like <laughs> oh god! Uh, I'm pretty all, sure a lot of people will want to see me in spandex. Yeah. In all honesty, though, um, definitely something for him to consider. Something for him to figure out what would be best for him. Um, yeah. In the end, in the end, I hope he chooses whatever he feels you know is his best decision. But if if it ends up being um, you're wearing spandex, spandex, then I'm all for it. <laughs> uh, that would be something to watch, though. Oh, that would be something to witness. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would probably scar so many goddamn people. But um, <laughs> okay, I just got can one of the most. Can <laughs> we get a pre? Can we get a preview at least? So no, knows we can't. <laughs> no, I don't have any fucking spandex, man. I don't have any spandex. It doesn't um, have to be spandex. It could be. I don't know. It, it could be, be compression pants. Yeah. Oh, wait, actually, isn't compression pants technically spandex? Yeah, it could be. It's like the male version of it. Uh, um, okay, I'm, I'll, I'm fine with wearing just all compression pants and a compression shirt. No, he said um, no shirt. He said no shirt. Oh, yeah, no shirt. Okay, so just compression pants. That means that means you have to drive there. No shirt. You can't bring a backup. You can't. Hey, hey, you can't bring a backup shirt that you slip into after the interview. you got to go all out, all out on it. I oh, my saying. God. Uh, I'm, getting, <laughs> I'm getting so much incentive. I swear to God. That, that also means no socks, no shoes. No socks, no shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I almost forgot to follow him. If you, if you guys are not familiar, go ahead and follow Braylon on uh, Twitter. He is uh, Braylon, B-R-Y-L-A-N underscore green. Uh, go ahead and give him a follow. Uh Again, I want to thank Braylon so much for coming on the show. It's it's really great to talk to someone. Like I said, Anthony, this is mm -hmm. a kid who didn't he didn't talk sports. What he was talking about is academics, and that's yeah. something I'm that's really excited to hear from some from from a kid like him. Is he's excited to go to a school where he can uh, where he can get that degree? Definitely. Now I'm gonna go ahead and put his uh, Twitter in the chat. Here. There we go. I want to go check him out. Definitely follow him along uh, his journey. See where he ends up. See, mm -hmm. how he, see how he develops. 
He's going to Wazoo now officially because of the spandex thing. <laughs> but, um, What's that? Uh, oh, what, what was going on? Oh, no, we're good. Oh, okay. So, um, let's go ahead and get back on to talking baseball. Uh, before we actually get, or actually, before we get back on to baseball, I did want to talk about this. Mm -hmm. uh, Scotty Pippen, this past, re this past week, he went on a, uh, a podcast. And as everybody knows, Scotty Pippen, legendary forward for the Chicago Bulls during that incredible 90s dynasty run. That, that Just incredible 90s team. Um, but he was saying that uh, during the game where Tony Kukoc made the shot, uh, uh, it was uh, racially motivated. It was racially motivated that Phil Jackson had Tony Kukoc take the shot. And... Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and say I, I will send you the, the interview that I saw this, Anthony, and you have mm -hmm. to listen to this because it sounds crazy to me mm -hmm. because um, most of us have watched The Last Dance. Anthony has not seen The Last Dance. I'm recommending it to him. Mm -hmm. But uh, in that game against the Knicks, um, Pippen quit. Pippen sat on the bench and quit on his team, quit on the Bulls. Because it, it was basically him saying, you know, hey, I, you know, I want to get the last shot. And, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't all about it. It was all about him. Mm -hmm. And because he couldn't get the last shot, he sits down. And then yeah. he went on to say that Michael Jordan's choice to go play baseball was selfish. When that was what post uh, that was right after his father's death, right? Yes, and that and that's mm. that's what I want to bring up real quick. Mm. But I, I also want to bring up this. Um, first of all, I'll say this: Scottie Pippen is out of his goddamn mind. He's out of his mind if if if, if he thinks that Phil Jackson, one of the greatest one of the greatest NBA coaches of all time, might I add, mm -hmm. I, I think it's insane that he's saying that it was racial. That is the reason why he didn't get the last shot. Because again, let me put yourself in Phil Jackson's shoes real quick, Anthony. Mm -hmm. If you have, because because at the time, like I said, uh, Michael Jordan's playing baseball. Scottie Pippen is the star. He is that star on that Chicago Bulls team. Yeah. And Scottie goes and sits on the bench, and he's just very, given up. Very very selfish. Not showing his, uh, you know, the love for his team. Not showing that he's a team player. It's more, it's more selfless than anything, you know, what I mean? or selfish than anything. Yeah. And so, and I'm trying to figure out why Scotty is making these out accusations because I, you know, Phil Jackson's work has, has done so much. He's, he's coached some of the greatest teams in NBA history. Mm -hmm. and, and those, and most of those teams are with the Chicago Bulls and the Los Angeles Lakers. Which might I add are two very decorated franchises. Yes, they, they really are. Mm -hmm. And let's 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 turn it around real quick. I, I'm not going to try to get too much into this real quick. Yeah, yeah. But look at it from Phil Jackson's point of view. You have a team that has what was it uh, between eighty and ninety percent African American players, mm -hmm. and. Look, there, I don't believe Phil Jackson is a racist because he lo he loved every single one of his players that he played along. Mm -hmm. 
But in it, but when you look at this interview again, when I send you this, Scottie Pippen just sounds like he's bitter. He wants to he wants to remain in the limelight after this, uh, the Last Dance, and the fact that he's bringing up these accusations of, uh, oh, uh, Phil Jackson was racist. Uh, that's why Tony Kukoc took the shot. I'll say this: Tony Kukoc didn't take the shot because Phil Jackson was a racist. Mm-hmm. He took the shot because you were on the goddamn bench. Yeah. You were on the bench. Tony Kukoc won the game because your ass quit. On <laughs> Your ass quit. You sat on the bench. You basically gave the, the middle finger to the Chicago Bulls, and Tony Kukoc was like, okay, if you don't want to lead us, I'll go ahead and take the game-winning shot. There is nothing racial about that game-winning shot. Yeah, that was all on the guys who wanted to win, the guys who wanted to get back to the finals without Michael. Mm-hmm. And for for Scotty to also say that it was selfish of Michael Jordan to go play baseball again, Comple- completely wrong. Completely that is wrong. that's complete bullshit. Yeah, because and and that's just you know, that's not something you say to someone that goes to play baseball to as a way to cope with his current situation. And and that and that's what I was about to bring up. Yeah. Michael Jordan's father was brutally murdered in a robbery. Mm-hmm. His, uh, I think it was two weeks before Michael Jordan's father was found. Mm-hmm. His body was found, and. Again, when when his father was murdered, it took all the passion that he had out of basketball. And when his father died, he was saying in his mind, because I my dad wanted me to also play baseball, I want to go and play baseball now. Mm-hmm. This was for him. It had nothing to do with Michael Jordan is selfish. It had nothing to do with anything. Michael was going through – because – Put it in our let's put it in also our perspective. Let's say both you and I are playing basketball and our dads wanted us to play baseball. Our mm-hmm. dads are suddenly killed. That changes your mindset. It, yeah. It, 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 it's it's what happened to Michael's father is unimaginable and it's heartbreaking. And I'm gonna be honest, if that would have been my dad. And I, and here's the thing, my dad, he, he loved, he loved me playing baseball. He loved me playing all types of sports. But if my dad was killed while I was playing baseball, I don't think I could have any joy for that sport anymore because it would affect me so much. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and again, I, I just, I just want your take on this because I feel like Scotty Pippen is just being complete asshole. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason for me personally, there's no reason to, you know, call out other people, uh, mention any other person's, you know, decisions. It's, this is, this is your decision. This is nobody else's. We don't need to bring anybody else into this. Why can't you respectfully admit your wrong wrongdoings and move on? It's in the past. We don't need to bring up anybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, Again, so I had a lot of respect for Scottie Pippen. I had a lot of respect for him because um, 
I don't know if you know this, but Scottie Pippen was originally drafted by the Seattle Sonics. Mm-hmm. He was originally draft, drafted by the Sonics. So someone but, you, were, you were rooting for originally. Yeah, I mean, look, mm-hmm. here's the thing. When I was growing up as a kid in the 90s, Michael Jordan was the greatest goddamn basketball player I've ever seen in my life. He was the greatest. Kobe Bryant is the second greatest, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant are just one of the two greatest basketball players I've ever seen play in my life. You have Kobe over uh, LeBron? I have Kobe over LeBron, yes. Um, the, okay. uh, we'll, get, we'll get into that in here in a second. Okay. Um, I had so much respect for Scottie Pippen. And then when I watched The Last Dance, when I watched him quit on the team, I'm just like, okay, you know, look, I still have respect for him, but my respect kind of died down a little bit because I found out that he quit on the team. Mm-hmm. Now that he comes out with this egregious crap against Phil Jackson, again, against Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan, let's put this also here. He put out unreal allegations against the greatest NBA coach ever. And he put and he called out one of the greatest basketball players to ever live. And and, and when I hear this, I'm just like, that's it. You I have no respect for him anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think um with these allegations, do you think it's um with the, with the times, you know what I mean? It's something it's something that we're dealing with currently. Uh, racism definitely a huge topic. Do you think yeah. that it's something that he had brought up just because he felt it was maybe the easy way out um, to you know get slide by as as um, innocent through through these allegations? You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean you bring up a good topic. So mm-hmm. with what is going on uh, in today's society you know, with a lot of racism going around. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say that Scottie Pippen was actually wrong in this in this situation because um, there has never been any allegations towards Phil Jackson mm-hmm. from former players, from former coaches, anybody, that Phil Jackson was, rem- was, was one bit remotely racist. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Scottie Pippen goes on this on this show and says, the reason why I wasn't I didn't shoot the game winning shot is because Phil Jackson is a racist. Mm-hmm. But I think with the because of the last dance documentary showing Scottie Pippen quitting, I want to say that Phil Jackson has more support on his side. Yeah. Because I, I, I still want to say this. Look. I don't know if it was racial, racial or not. I'm not going to go ahead and say it. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know both we sides. Don't know. We don't know yeah. what, what really happened because a lot of people did not hear that conversation. Yeah. But what I saw, what I saw from the last dance, what I saw was a player, the, st- the star player, might I add, the star player quitting on his team and saying, I'm not going to play anymore. You can go ahead and pick whoever you want to shoot the last shot. Mm-hmm. And right now, I, 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 again, I've lost all respect for Scottie Pippen because of the bullshit that he's brought up. Um, not just, not again, not just against Phil Jackson, but against Michael Jordan. You cannot bring up that type of crap 
and say, oh, it was selfish for Michael to leave us. Um, you need uh, newsflash, Scotty. Michael's father was murdered. Mm -hmm. Again, that affects that affects you in a way that nobody can nobody can even understand. Mm -hmm. And look, I I want to say that I I'm siding with Phil Jackson right now because I don't think a lot of people are, are going because I saw a lot of a lot of people on the response and people are saying that Scottie Pippen is out of his mind. Yeah. So, um, so, it's just, you know, it's one of those situations where, you know, we don't know either either side of the story. And I don't know if there's going to be much development out of the, a story like this, but there's obviously, you know, the drama behind it all that is just unneeded, you know? The past, yeah. it's the past, move on. It is. It is. Yeah. So, um, getting so you so uh, I forgot what you just brought up. What you were trying to also tell me about? Uh, what were you bringing up? Um, with the whole situation, Scotty Pippen situation. No, no, no. You uh, there was there was another thing that you brought up. Um, Ooh, I I don't remember. Shit, I don't remember <laughs> either. But um, let's go ahead and get back to baseball real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do want to also talk about this: uh, the All Star Game jerseys. Mm-hmm. I, I talked with Ben Verlander about this last week. Um, you've seen the you've seen the All Star Game jerseys. Yeah, and I, what, I have, seen, what I have to say about it, they just look they look like straight up soccer jerseys. There's no design concept see, that I right there. I am I'm yeah. going to go ahead and agree with you. They, they they do look like soccer jerseys. It looks like that Nike did not put any thought into this planning. No effort because, whatsoever. Because color the color scheme does not fit Colorado. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit the Rockies. Mm-hmm. The only, the only thing that I like about the All Star Game jersey concept is the hats. I like the hats. And actually, I've never, I haven't seen the hats yet. Let me look that up real quick. I've only seen the yeah, jersey. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead and look up the hats. The hats are actually look nice. I'm not gonna lie. And they out, they also have the stitched on patches on and the side, rather than rather than the uh, the what do they have? Ones. Yeah, yeah. And those were those were just what glued on, or were they um, ironed on? I want to say they were ironed on. I don't. I don't know what they were, but okay. I, I want to say this. I think stitch patches need to come back. Yeah, stay I in think, baseball. I think. I think we stopped seeing those around the turn of the uh, the decade. Right, twenty ten came around, and I think is is when it stopped being a thing. Right. So I want to say two thousand and eleven. Somewhere actually, around there. Somewhere I want to say there, yeah. 2011 was the last one we saw with a stitch patched on there. Was but, that the um, Was that the World Series one uh, with the Cardinals and the Rangers? Yeah, I think so. Let me go ahead and look that up. I, I okay. want to go ahead and look that up. And because, um, so I'm looking at these hats. I don't. I, I think they're a cool design. The only issue I have is the color c- contrast. You got purple and red. I kind of get um, Toronto Raptors vibes out of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean. I agree with you on that, but I think that they do. They look. They look a lot better than the jerseys. They, mm. We, oh, yeah. we, we oh, can yeah. already agree with that. They mm. look better than the jerseys, and it's just. I'd love to know what Nike was doing because I think what they did, and I'm I'm going to be fully honest with you, is I think because of how quickly. The the All Star Game got switched to Colorado, they had no. They had no. Uh, they didn't really have time mm-hmm. 
mm -hmm. design jerseys. And they're just like, let's just put the ugliest concept that we can together. Yeah. But the bad part is that they did have time. They had plenty of time to put put a good concept together. Definitely. They had plenty of time. It was one of those things where it, it feels like copy and paste, you know, they just threw some logos on and called it a day. And they maybe added what they added some blue trim to the sleeves. I think it was yeah. And around, was it around the collar or is it just the sleeves? I, I think it was around the sleeves. Uh, okay. Another thing about the jerseys is, is that the Toronto Blue Jays jerseys uh, has the American flag instead of the Canadian flag. Mm -hmm. uh, not a fan of that at all. Yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and say that. I'm not a fan of that at all because um, why would you put the American flag on a Canadian team's jersey? That that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that it doesn't at all. Um team playing in Toronto. I mean, they are in, they are playing in what Buffalo this year. They are playing. Still, in Buffalo. still doesn't make any sense. They're a Toronto based team. Um, definitely got to, you know, support with a patch with the Canadian flag patch, support the Canadians that support the Toronto blue Jays. Oh, here, here we go. We have a support Canadians, the Montreal Canadians right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh, support the Canadians. Eh? Yeah. Oh yeah. The, you're, you're supporting <laughs> the Canadians there. Eh? Yeah. Oh, you're drinking a white claw there, eh? You, you basic bitch. <laughs> I got a feeling that we're gonna get a sponsor real quick from White Claw or New Holland. <laughs> but I don't, um, I don't see it happening because you keep calling me a, a basic bitch. Well, well, it's a basic bitch <laughs> drink though. But anyway, um, yeah, about the about the NHL, uh, real quickly, uh, Lightning have a two zero lead against the Montreal Canadiens, um. I had the Canadians uh, in this series going six games and winning the cup. And honestly, from what I've seen these past two games, mm -hmm. the lightning are not losing this cup. Mm -hmm. the, the, this, the, this, this Tampa Bay lightning team has proven that they won the Mickey mouse Stanley cup last year. They're going to win it again this year because Carey price from the Canadians, he was on such a great run. Then all of a sudden he runs into a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning who just don't know how to stop scoring. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. So I want to say that the Lightning probably win in five now. You think they have it in five? I think they I think they might have it in five. I mean, okay. I, I want to say that the Canadians so tomorrow so tomorrow's game is gonna be in Montreal. Mm -hmm. So I want to say Maybe maybe the Canadians get one game out of that. If they get two games out of it and tie the series, mm -hmm. I want to say the momentum has will definitely shift in the Canadians' favor, and I might still say Canadians in six. Okay, but, so it'll be it'll be it'll be real close. Let's say so they've got the next two games are in Montreal, correct? Uh, let me go ahead and look this up. I, okay. I want to be sure. So I think that it's the next three games. I want to say it's the next three games. So uh, let's see. Next three uh, games. Okay. So we got Lightning. So Lightning at Canadians tomorrow. Uh, whoops. I accidentally exited out of that. So Lightning at Canadians. Okay. So we got two games in Montreal. We have tomorrow and Monday. So, again, these these are two huge games. Mm -hmm. Um. I know that you're not really big into hockey. You're get, you'll, you'll you'll eventually get there. Eventually. Yeah, I will get there. I'm more I'm more laser focused on baseball. Let's let's say that, but definitely. Yeah, I mean that's not a problem. Yeah. But 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 here's the thing. 
let's say Montreal does win game three, mm-hmm. goes into game four, wins that, ties up the series. That really does shift that momentum because you, you've seen it all the time with baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, teams go down 2-0, they, they get two games back, and the momentum shifts right then and there for them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, let's just say if the Lightning can steal one from Montreal while on the road, definitely they're going to have the, the momentum in their favor. Yeah, and so so let's say that so let's say the, the Lightning go one and one in that se- in that series there in Montreal. Mm-hmm. I want to say that the Lightning close it out. Definitely game five at in Tampa Bay, mind mind you, in mm-hmm. Tampa Bay in front of a sold out crowd. Yeah, and the, and and the reason for that, I see I see your point. The reason for that is, um, you know, Tampa Bay they're back home. Montreal they're they're you know coming off of an even split at home. There's really no momentum for them. There's really no positives to look at. Um, at, at that point, I see it's going to be it's it's most likely going to be a real close game. If if not, um, Tampa Bay, you know, just outscoring by a mile. Yeah, I mean, let's let's look at it from this point of view real quickly. So, um, the Lightning have outscored the Canadians eight to two in just two games. Mm-hmm. They destroyed him in game one, five to one. Mm-hmm. It was not a contest. But the thing about this, in game two, it was uh, – let me go ahead and look this up because I believe – okay, uh, so it was the third period that Tampa Bay got uh, the, the final goal. And mm-hmm. it was still two to one. But at the what, when he sco- but when they scored that goal – it was only three tenths of a second left on the clock. That's incredible. That that it was three tenths of a second that they got the game that they got the basically the game securing goal, mm-hmm. but it was already two to one, and they already had it in their in their uh, in their ice territory. So it was it was really over. It didn't really matter if they scored the goal. But again, this th- these these next two games for the Canadians are gigantic. They have to come out. Against the Lightning, they have to score at least two goals in the first period. They have to get that momentum going early on in the game so mm-hmm. that they, they can take it into the second period. They can take it into the third period. But game four, if they if they win game three, going into game four, it is a must win. I, I, I'll say that right off the bat. Tomorrow night is a must win for the Canadians. If they win that game, if you do not win game four, I'm saying it right now. If the Montreal Canadiens do not win game four after winning game three, I'll say this. If they lose game three, if they lose – so let's go ahead and say this. If they lose game three, it's over. I'll just say it right off the bat. It's over. Tampa Bay will win next night. They're up 3-0. Yep, it's tough to come back from that. If the Canadiens do win game three, you have to win game four. There mm-hmm. is no if ands or buts. If you go into if you go back to Tampa Bay, tied with the series tied at two games to two, you have a slight momentum. You can still beat that Tampa Bay crowd. But if you go into Tampa Bay down three to one, you're history. Hey, we've seen a three one three one lead been being broken before. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you never know. You really do. I mean, we've seen we've seen the Indians blow that lead. We saw the we saw the uh, the the Yankees blow a three zero lead. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, you never let, know. Let, yeah, let's go ahead and get back to baseball, though. So, okay. or or actually, before we get back to baseball, uh, real quick shout out. Uh, hold on a second. Let me close this window because there's a weed eater back there. Some loud noises. Yeah, you can't hear that. There we go. No, I didn't hear it. Oh, okay. Well, I I was hearing it. It was annoying the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> so. Let's go ahead and give a big shout out to Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns. They are mm -hmm. going to the finals for the first time since 1993. And I I, I, I find this hilarious that we were talking about Scottie Pippen. The last time the Suns went to the finals, who did they play? <laughs> they played Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. And now they're back. They've got a decent team. And I'm starting to see a lot of excitement around me being here in Arizona. So we'll see how that all plays out. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, if we could get the Suns and Four guy here on the podcast, <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> but um, uh, that would be that would be something. I'm going to say this, though. Uh, for, so looking at the basketball standpoint of view, I don't see um, – it doesn't matter who wins the Eastern Conference. I, I really don't see the Suns losing the finals. I want to say the Suns take it in six. Okay. Yep. Um, and 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 I'm going to say this. I'm so happy for Chris Paul. Yeah. I, Chris Paul has been one of my absolute favorite point guards in NBA history. He is. He's gone through ups and downs. He's had surgeries. He's gone through the worst losses ever. He had to stick around with that with that Clippers team who just could not finish it. Mm -hmm. And now he's finally in the finals. And I'm going to say this. I think the Los Angeles Clippers are the Atlanta Braves of the, of, of, of the NBA. You think so? <laughs> I think so because they have good teams, but they just can't put it together. Okay. I'm trying to think who would be a good comparison for my, for my opinion. So I, I the said Mets. The, the Mets. Oh, no. You want to know why? You want to know why I say the Mets? You've got the Clippers sharing stadiums with the Lakers. You've got them as their younger brother. Yankees, Mets, you know what I mean? It's I, I see it. The Mets always have a decent team. Every once in a while, they're complete garbage. But, you know, they've got a decent team. They just can't put it together. Yeah, I mean. That's, I see a that's Mets like, comparison. That's that's just me, though. I like the, I like the Mets comparison, but I, I want, I, I'll, I'll explain why I say the Atlanta Braves is because mm. The Clippers have always had good teams. Mm -hmm. They're always in the playoffs. It seems like almost every year they're in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Look at the Atlanta Braves, what they did in, through the 90s up until, what was it, 2000? And Early 2000s, and then they started picking it back up. I think they started picking it back up when the wild card became a thing. Mm -hmm. Back in 2012, was it? Yeah, it was 2012. So I think they started picking it back up around then. That was yeah, when, but, it, but you see my point though is just yeah. they they keep getting into the playoffs, but they just can't find that push. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's either it's either offense or pitching at fault for them. They just need to have a nice consistent mix of both. Definitely, and, and, and that's uh, what I'm starting to see with them. They've got a decent offense. They've got a decent pitching yeah. rotation. The only issue is, uh, I think I believe Soroka he is out with another Achilles tear. I think I want to say he tore it coming uh, coming out to the ballpark real recently. Are you serious? Yeah, Soroka. Uh, let me let me double check. I want to say it was Soroka. Uh, uh, he's he, a, is he Blue Jays? 
No, he's on the Braves. He, oh, yep, he's on the Braves. Okay. He just he just retore his Achilles, which uh, had just got done healing. He he was back with the Braves this year, and uh, that Achilles uh, is retorn. Yep. Damn that that's that's heartbreaking. Yeah, especially for a team that has that offense and is looking for the rotation to pick it up and 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 help complement the offense. Um, an injury like that is definitely something that will, um, you know put a team down just slightly. Yeah. Speaking of the Mets and Braves, uh, so the Mets right now uh, in the bottom of the seven, trailing uh, three to two. Um, Jacob deGrom has gone six. I love this. Jacob, De, I don't I don't give a shit if Jacob deGrom gave up three runs. Mm-hmm. He is human. Definitely. He's gone through six innings and he struck out fourteen, and he still has a zero point nine six ERA. God damn! Yeah, a little shaky to start the game, but was able to come off of that with his confidence as usual. He he didn't let it affect him, and now we got a close ball game in the seventh, three to two, Braves and Mets. Oh, the 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 Mets aren't going to pull it out. You know them. <laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. You never know. Definitely. Um, getting back, getting back onto the Mariners. So they, they've got a really nice nine game homestand, uh, mm-hmm. before the all-star break. They have the Texas Rangers for three. They have mm-hmm. the, the angels for three. And then they have the, or excuse me, they have the Yankees for three. Yep. So it's going to be what Rangers, Yankees, and then angels. Yep. Yep. And here's a bad, and here's a funny thing is that I can actually see the Mariners probably going, um, I want to say another seven and two homestand. Okay. I want to say another seven and two homestand because really, uh, here's the thing. Uh, let's go ahead and look at the, the starters for this upcoming uh, series. So you have Logan Gilbert going into the first game. Against uh, Kyle Gibson, right? Kyle Gibson. You mm-hmm. have Marco Gonzalez against Lyles in mm-hmm. the second game. And then finally Sunday, you have Flexen going against uh, Fultonetowitz, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so really, I want to say you have three of your best pitchers, mm-hmm. uh, going into that series. I want to say that maybe this could be a sweep for the Mariners. This could possibly be a sweep for the Mariners. I see an even me personally, I see an even matchup. You got, you know, Logan Gilbert Gibson, um, an upcoming star against a veteran. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I just see an even matchup between, between them in the next three games. Yeah, definitely. By the way, uh, tell your girlfriend to quit jumping into the podcast. Yeah. Go back to your room. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, Mariners get a day off on Monday. And then Mm -hmm. of course the Yankees come into town, the Mm -hmm. red Yankees. So there is, so there has not been any pitchers announced yet but i i want to say that so sheffield is going to possibly go in game four or the first game that uh you know that is probably going to be he's he's going to pitch in the first game um Mm -hmm. and and look here's the thing even though that the yankees are sitting in fourth place which i love i love that the yankees are sitting you know right there near the bottom of the barrel in the american league east yeah just you cannot take the Yankees for granted, no matter who they, no matter what kind of team they are. It doesn't matter if it's a fourth place team, last mm-hmm. place team, or a first place team. You can't take them for granted. Either way, they're either way they're dangerous. You can't you can't sleep on them. 
they've got the offense. Uh, their pitching is kind of average, but you know, their off their offense is definitely something to you know to keep yeah. keep an eye on. Yeah. By the way, I was uh, waving to my mom. She's actually tuning into the podcast. I always love how my folks. Is she? Yeah, she's tuning into the podcast. You can say hello to her. Hi. How's it going, mom? I don't call her mom. She's not your mom. So, she's somebody's mom, and she's your mom. That's weird. (laughs) That's so freaking weird. You're weird, huh? Face is weird. I was waiting for you to say something because your your girlfriend came in and talked. I know she's she keeps talking at me like like I'm listening to her, but I'm not. Uh, wait, oh, I'm I'm a, I'm just waiting for her to actually come in with a pillow and just smack you in the face, and I'm just like, that's gonna be good. That's number that's three right there. If she does that, we got two on the count. Yeah, so we so we were talking earlier because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, we were talking earlier because it was, it's a hundred, uh, domestic, uh, it's, it's a hundred hits by women. Then men can actually call the police and say, Hey, I'm being abused by my other, by my spouse. <laughs> statistically proven by the way. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's statistically proven. An- analytics. Analytics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gotta love it. And analytics, guys, gotta gotta stay focused. Analytics, oh my god. Okay, fine, we'll stay focused. Um, but no, it's a. This is actually going to be a really interesting series for the Mariners because it it will. Sh- so they went up against one of the best teams in the in the Tampa Bay Rays at the time. They swept them for in four games. Mm-hmm. Now they get to face one of the better ball clubs in baseball. I I want to say. That Garrett, that we're probably going to face Garrett Cole in this in this uh, upcoming series against the Yankees. That might be a game that we may not win. That might yeah. not be. So so it's all to be determined. By the way, there there has not been any pitchers announced in any of the games. I've got so I've got here. I got it pulled up. Sheffield and Ty and uh, Jameson Tyon for game one against the Yankees. You got Kikuchi and uh, German, and then Logan Gilbert. And uh, against Montgomery, so it's going to be uh, okay. So we so we get to so we get to avoid Garrett Cole. Okay, that's yeah, good. Definitely, this could be this could be a series that the Mariners take two out of three. What's up? Yeah, it could be either way. I yeah, can go and, either and, way. And the only thing that I'm worried about is that uh, the Mariners hit uh, the Mariners' offense not producing. Mm-hmm. But 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 we've seen this Mariners' offense produce though. Oh yeah, especially this last series with the Blue Jays, their offense has kind of woken up, uh, scoring what seven? Was it seven today? Uh, yes, it was seven today. Seven today, so decent, decent of offensive production out of the Mariners the last couple of days. I think they scored what nine, nine the prior game. So something to definitely want to carry over to the next series against the uh, Rangers and then the Yankees after. Yeah. And and after the after the Yankees series, you know, you go in, you you're gonna we're gonna have to pause. We might actually face Shohei Otani again. We're gonna face Shohei Otani no matter what if he's pitching or he's hitting. Um, and I'm gonna say this: Shohei Otani is having a season that our generation hasn't seen since Babe Ruth. Yeah, it, like definitely. we haven't seen a season like this since Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's really really fun to watch and it's something definitely uh you know you got you got to stay you got to watch it it's it's you know you got a guy that's hitting what 20 plus home runs right prior to the all-star game and throwing a what just just over two two era yeah i think a mid two mid two era so definitely so real quickly i want to give a quick shout out to my friend leah mm. she's been talking so much smack she said i she <laughs> said we we got mommy issues here <laughs> Do we? is that what we, we got, got mommy here? issues here and then she also uh wanted to she put out uh c spandex diaries <laughs> spandex diaries yep spandex spandex diaries. Diaries. i love it yeah so i didn't mean to interrupt you though but uh, but no, you're good. What you were saying oh you know screw what i was saying let's wear spandex next broadcast how about that <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah definitely with oh, Johnny, he's a generational talent it's something that you don't see every day it's something that you know you don't see very often some guy that some some you know someone that can hit for power uh decent contact i think he's hitting what two 280 something right now mm -hmm. with like a he's two got 28 point, home runs too yeah with like a 2.6 something era um so not only is he performing both offensively for the angels uh he's also you know above average pitching so that's something they were looking for they needed pitching they needed pitching very badly because their offense has always been very decent, something that can carry them into the postseason. Um, they just haven't had the pitching to contribute. Yeah, so I want to go ahead and pull this uh, up real quick. I want to see if I can find it here on Baseball Reference. Mm -hmm. But um, so I want to pull up the 2021 splits from team to team. Okay. Shohei Otani, because here we go. Now are we looking at his lefty-righty splits? No, no, no. We're we're just so so. This is the funny thing. Okay. In seven games against the Mariners, mm -hmm. Otani is three for twenty-four. Three for twenty. Okay, so the Mariners. So have he's batting one twenty-five against the Mariners. Okay. So I want to say I'm very impressed with the Mariners pitching that mm -hmm. they have been able and uh, so the three hits that he has had has been a double and two home runs. Double and two home runs. That's it. Okay. So I need to give credit to the Mariners pitching staff, the fact that they have actually shut down Otani. Yeah. So I want to say this gives me confidence going into the series against the Angels because not only do we have pitching who has shut down Otani, mm -hmm. but we don't have to deal with Mike Trout this series neither. So what you're saying is the Mariners are Shohei Otani's kryptonite. I think so. Let, let, yeah. let me go ahead and look at this. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. That's what it, you know, that's what it appears. So real quickly, he's he's had uh, six plate appearance or eight plate appearances, six at bats with the against the Giants. He's zero for six. Mm -hmm. But I'm counting uh, teams that he's batted over at least ten at bats with. Yeah, and Giants and, Giants aren't you know some somebody that. The Angels are going to be facing on a consistent basis. This yeah. is so, maybe once so a year, I'm, right? So if I'm going to go off uh, a team that is actually he's faced over ten at bats, here's the thing: the team that has the second worst batting average mm -hmm. is the Astros. He the is second se second worst batting average against. 
Second worst batting average against. He's batting 194 okay. against the Astros. He's batting 125 okay. against the Mariners. So both the Mariners and the Astros have his number. Mm-hmm. And again, that 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 really does give me some confidence going into this series. Yeah, definitely. I he's been hot the last couple games, but we'll see if this uh series coming up in what a week or so from now against the Angels can can um show us. You know, we'll see if Otani can continue his hot streak or if the Mariners can continue dominating him. Yeah, and again, if we see another 7-2 and two, a homestand for the Mariners, we're looking at a 50-41 and 41 Mariners team going into the All-Star break. Which is very, very decent. That yeah, is... and again, and, and a lot of people have, did not expect this team mm-hmm. to win like this. Mm-hmm. Nobody expected the Mariners to be four games over five hundred at this point. I yeah. thought I thought we were actually going to be four games, if not more than four games, below five hundred at this point. Mm-hmm. I really did, but so it could have been your your vision was a flipped, uh, was flipped of, of what what they're currently doing now. Yeah, I mean, look, I I'm a diehard marriage fan, but I knew but I knew that the marriage weren't going to compete this year, mm-hmm. but. As of right now, the Mariners stand five and a half games back of the Astros in first place in the wild card. And right now stand four and a half games back of the Oakland Athletics in the wild card. Mm -hmm. The fact that the Mariners have been able to stay competitive at this point in the season has been very impressive. For 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 the second, no, 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 the third, the third year of the rebuild. The fact that you are staying competitive, you're staying above 500, and you are within striking distance of the playoffs, that's just impressive to me. Yeah, definitely. Now, all we can hope for the Mariners is either stay consistently with what they've been doing as of recent on the second half or to pick it up a notch second half. If they were, If they're able to pick it up a notch for the second half, who knows where they're, they're going to end up? They could they could very well be either wild card or um, who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah, and here's the thing: is the, the I want to say the biggest thing about the Mariners here in the second half is going to be up this upcoming trade deadline. Are mm. the Mariners going to be buyers or are they going to be sellers? That's the big thing. And real quickly, um, I want to say this: if the Twins were to offer the Mariners Nelson Cruz. For just Austin Shelton, one of the prospects, mm-hmm. one of the low, the very low prospects in the Mariners organization, mm-hmm. I'm taking that deal. And there was you another rumor, and there was another rumor saying Yerman Marquez of the Rockies. Yeah. Okay, now which he just he just did he just pitched a very well game in Colorado. Yeah. I think it was what eight eight no hit innings. Yeah. So. Yeah. The only issue I see is a team that's rebuilding like the Mariners. I don't really see them doing either or um, spending money or or sorry, not spending money. I don't see them doing either or trading during uh, prior to the deadline or, um, you know, giving up players or or picking up players. I don't see them doing either or. I see them. I see them staying very quiet at the deadline. There's really no reason to trade unless hear me out, unless they feel confident in themselves to, Make a push for the playoffs, maybe secure a wild card spot. Um, it could it could go either way, but I, me personally, I don't I don't see them doing anything during prior to the deadline. No, um, I agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. 
I want to say, though, that I think it would be hilarious if the Mariners were to not make one trade and they were to somehow – here's the thing. This season is not supposed to be about winning. It's supposed to be about progression. Definitely, yeah. And let's say you finish three games out of the West, or or let's say you finish six games out of the West. Mm-hmm. Let's say you finish three games out of the wild card. You did that with a team that didn't have any real stars. I would say that is that's damn good. Imp- uh, you know, just for – a third-year team that's rebuilding, mm-hmm. a team that's not competing, it's just impressive. Yeah, definitely. They're they're definitely contributing and 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 showing showing a lot of progression more more so than I had expected prior to the season. Um, and then you've got to keep in consider, consideration their uh, their future prospects that are either being called up presently or. Are, are continuously developing. Um, now, one one person to keep in mind, Jared Kellenick, uh, he's been called up, sent back down. Um, we'll see when he comes back up if he can stay hot and continue to so, prove himself. Uh, real quickly, uh, I like that you brought up Jared Kellenick and uh, when he's going to get called up. But mm-hmm. uh, the thing about it is, is that uh, Jerry DePoto has said that they will probably call him up and Cal Raleigh probably after the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know, Cal Raleigh is only has only not he hasn't had a hit in one ball in uh I think the Rangers have played 35 ball games right now. Okay. He's only he hasn't had a hit in three of those games. He hasn't had a hit in three, or he's only had a hit in three of those games. No, no, no. He hasn't <laughs> had a hit in three of those games. Okay, so, so he's hitting very well is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, he, he had a okay. 20 set. I think he had a 24-game hitting streak that got snapped. Okay. And then he just c- continued on hitting. Yeah. And what I saw in Tacoma is that you have a diamond in the rough with Cal Raleigh. I can't say this enough about Cal Raleigh. I've said it numerous times on the podcast. You have a switch hitting catcher who can hit for average, who can hit for power. You have a you have a catcher who has got a great arm. He's got a mm-hmm. great glove, and he's a little bit he's kind of sneaky fast. Yeah, I've seen him turn on the Jets. He's fast for a catcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's some that's a position the Mariners are looking to get somebody to fill in and and stay there long term. They haven't had really any. Any long-term catchers that have proven their worth and proven that they can stay in the big league level in the Mariners organization, it's always been a consistent flow of catchers coming in and out of the organization. I mean, the only the the, the only two catchers that I can think of that have actually stayed with this organization uh, is Mike Zanino and Dan Wilson. But Dan Wilson was mm-hmm. the only one that actually saw real success. Yeah. Mike Zanino was a failed experiment that was – Oh, let's send him down to AAA. Maybe he'll figure it out. Oh, he comes back up. He starts hitting the next season. Oh, this is going to be the year that he hits. Mm-hmm. Not the case. Uh, looking at Mike Zanino real quick, let me go ahead and bring up his stats because this is interesting. Because I I want to say that the Mariners are doing a great job with Cal Raleigh because mm-hmm. Cal Raleigh has come out come through every single part of the system. 
mm-hmm. from the Mariners. Um, Mike Zanino did not. He did not come through. So as I'm looking through his minor leagues, so he went through AAA. That's it. So he was traded to or, the or organization. No, excuse me, let me. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So he went Maybe. through Jackson. He went through. He started out in Double A. Didn't. Uh, then he went down to Low A Everett. Mm-hmm. Then he went to the Fall League, and then Tacoma, and that's it. And after that, the best that Mike Zanino hit was two fifty one. He hit two fifty one huh. in two thousand. And 17 with the Mariners with the Mariners. That was his best year. That was his best year with the Mariners. Uh, two, uh, 251 batting average, 25 home runs, 64 mm-hmm. RBIs, uh, 160 strikeouts though. Yeah, definitely a, a high strikeout total, um, which is common. You see that a lot of the times with the power hitters nowadays, um, yeah. which, which I would say Mike Zanino, you, you can definitely put him into that category of power hitter especially for the position catcher, you know what I mean? Uh, 2017 hitting 25 home runs, definitely above average for, for a catcher. Um, so seeing him hit 251 with 25 home runs, 64 RBIs, definitely puts him above average for his position. But, um, yeah, now we're starting to see Cal Rayleigh. He's going to be coming up as hopefully a consistent, consistent stay with the Mariners, not someone quite similar to Mike Zanino. Yeah, so let me go ahead and bring up Cal Raleigh's uh, stats. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead and look at him uh, starting out in 2018. Mm-hmm. That's when he really started playing baseball in Major Leagues. In 38 games with Everett, he hit 288. He was doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2019 with Arkansas and Modesto. So that is uh, high double A and low single A, by the way. Mm-hmm. He hit two combined in 2019. He hit uh, 251, excuse me. Mm-hmm. He hit 251, 29 home runs, 82 RBIs. Uh, did not make it in uh, Arkansas. He hit, 220, he hit 228, but when he went back down at Modesto, he hit 261. Yeah. And now this is what... This is this blows my mind to see him hitting above what 300. He's at 329 right now, batting 329. He's at at 329, eight Mm -hmm. eight home runs, 35 RBIs. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's also had 20 doubles, yeah, which is ridiculous for a catcher. Ridiculous for a catcher. His his career, career high, which you know, there's not a lot to go off of right now, but his career high for a season 25 doubles. He's already at 20 halfway through a season. Yeah, and so here's the thing. If the Mariners don't call him up until September, Mm -hmm. I don't think I would call that a disappointment. I would call that being very careful with this prospect. Because, again, I don't think the Mariners want another Mike Zanino. Yeah. They do not want another Mike Zanino because you want Cal Raleigh to succeed. If Cal Raleigh was to come up to the majors, hit between 250 and 270, I call that a success. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, for God's sakes, I called a 251 batting average for Mike Zanino. 
I call that fantastic. Yeah, for a catcher, like mentioned before, someone that can hit for power, 251 is where, you, where you're going to see is going to be about average for a power hitter, right? Yeah. And and let's let me go ahead and look this up. So I also want to bring up uh, Jorge Posada. I want to bring up Jorge Posada because Jorge Posada was a switch hitting catcher. Mm-hmm. Spent 17 years in the big leagues. Yeah. The highest batting average that Jorge Posada had was a 338 batting average in 2007. Okay. And lifetime, he hit 270, he hit 273, 275 home runs, 1,065 RBIs. Look, if Cal Raleigh was to have that type of career with us, who the fuck's going to bitch about that? Oh, definitely, definitely. No one, no one at all would would com- be complaining about that. Someone, a catcher that at that that can bat what two seventy, two seventies somewhere around there with some decent pop. Definitely someone that could help out a ball club. Yeah, and look again, Jared Kelnick. I don't think I'm. I, I'll say this: I'm not worried about Jared Kelnick. I'm not worried about him because I think what happened to him him failing the way he did, it's good for him because he has not known failure. Oh, you're frozen. Yeah, he's frozen. (laughs) I'll just wait. There we go. (laughs) And he's gone. I'll just wait. Well, it wouldn't be a Seattle Sports Diaries podcast without some technical difficulties, would it? Let me go ahead and text him. <laughs> there we go. There he is. I didn't have to text him. I did not have to. It froze on me for a little bit. I was like, yeah, what the I heck? saw it. I, I, I did say it. It said, okay, we, uh, okay, you clicked on the stay focused thing. But anyway, um, did I? Yeah, you actually I, – I clicked off it. Oh, okay. So, like I was saying, uh, what happened with Jared Kelnick, it's a positive. It was a positive for him because uh, he wasn't used to failing in, in you know, it didn't matter if it was minor leagues or the major leagues. He wasn't used to failing. He got mm-hmm. sent back down. He's been hitting great. Let me, let's go ahead and bring up Jared Kelnick's stats in uh, AAA right now. Mr. Sailor Mouth. Huh? Mr. Sailor Mouth, let's pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I'm not sure you guys know this real quick. So Anthony here was a bat boy for the Mariners. Uh, what was it, back in 2019? 2000, I, 2018, it was a year prior. Because t- Okay, so 2018, hit. Or 2018 yeah. and he heard Jared Kalanick, and he's got a sailor mouth on him. <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> just a little bit and on the topic so, of it though kyle lewis he's a good dude oh yeah Look, kyle lewis is a great dude on the real so, he is a good dude yeah so as you as as we look at tacoma stats right now he's hitting 310 uh eight home runs 23 rbis so he's mm-hmm. he's getting his home runs in there the only thing that i have with jared kelnick 
There's the only thing that I want to see different from him. I want to see him hit the ball to the opposite side. Mm-hmm. Definitely a lot of pull out of him. Yeah, there there is a lot of pull out of Jared Kelnick. And, again, I don't want him pulling the ball so much. I want him trying to go to the opposite field. Mm-hmm. If we can get but, a nice, consistent spread out of him where he can hit to all parts of the field or all sides of the field. Um, and, and he doesn't get shifted on. Yeah, definitely. The shift is what you want to – unfortunately with the shift nowadays, it's very common. You want to, you want to try to stay away from being shifted. It definitely decreases the, the amount of times you're going to reach base. Yeah. So uh, before we get out of here, first of all, uh, Anthony, uh, I dude, I just want to welcome you again to Seattle sports diaries. You're part of the family now and it's great to have you on, man. Yeah. I definitely fun to be part of it all. So before we get out of here, let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, the uh, the rosin bag situation with Hector Santiago. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say this whole thing with MLB with the with the sticky substance is is all bullshit because everybody has known that you cannot use the substances to get a better grip on the ball. But look, here's the thing: if I'm a pitcher. I, and I and I've and I've pitched before, it, it, and those baseballs they get dried out. It's hard to get a grip on it. Mm-hmm. I and I will admit this. I have actually used sunscreen. I put sunscreen on my neck. I rubbed my hand, rubbed it on the baseball. All that didn't put any break on my on my on my slider, on my curveball, on my fastball. It didn't do any of that. Give me a better grip on the ball. But yeah. what is going on with Hector? This is what kills me about this Hector Santiago situation is that MLB suspended him for 10 games, but they didn't say, they didn't say what substance was on his glove. They, so, so is this, this is, this is the same uh, instance where they had confiscated the glove, correct? Yeah. Okay. But they have not said what was on the glove. And Mm -hmm. Hector Santiago has said, I use rosin and sweat. Now, Mm -hmm. They say you can't put it on the the glove hand, or or I think the throwing hand. I think it was a throwing. It, it doesn't matter. But I think it's so stupid that first of all, here's the thing: on a hot and humid day, when you're putting rosin on on your arm, it's going to get into your glove, and yeah. that sweat is also going to get into your glove. So there's it's it's ridiculous that MLB is doing this to Hector Santiago. Who knows. Like like mentioned, with we mentioned this before with the top on the topic of what Scotty Pippen. You don't you, you us as fans, we're not quite certain until we know the truth. He's doing the Donald Trump hands, by the way. <laughs> we don't have perspective on the situation. Not enough information. Um, who knows, right? Yeah, who knows? The, the only thing I I would have to say about the situation is. I don't really see anyone doing it, especially now that they're they're checking multiple times a game, every pitcher checking to see for substances if, if it's present. Yeah, um, I agree one hundred percent. I don't I don't see anyone using it right now. I unless unless let's say for example they don't have a brain. That that's the only. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, that's the only thing that I can see is that if someone doesn't have a brain. They're going to get caught with a sticky substance, but there's no way that the, uh, the pitchers are going to be using sticky substance. But um, 
That's going to do it for this episode of Seattle Sports Irish. We almost made it to the two-hour mark, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got a great uh, July Fourth uh, of July weekend plan, man. I got. I'm gonna head out to the golf course tomorrow. I'm gonna head out to the golf course on on the Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Hit up the links. But uh, I hope you have a safe Fourth of July, brother. Definitely, you too. Enjoy golf, and um, yeah, we'll pick this up next week and have fun with it as always. Yep. And so uh, this is me and Anthony. We are saying so long until next Thursday, Friday, same time, same place.